Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. And there are two easy ways to do that. Um, I would quiz my guest co-host today, Emily Hoffman. Hi, Emily. Hello, Dr. Bergwald. I would quiz you, Emily, about what those two ways are, but that'd be putting you on the spot. So well, I know that they that. can tweet us, tweet at us. Yes. At a, what is it? SF Discipleship, use the hashtag ignition. ignition. Yes. Hashtag ignition. And they can still use email. Yes, email still exists. Sometimes too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy to send emails. <laughs> If we had to handwrite all of our emails, I think we'd get less. We would have we'd so many less. less. Yes, that yeah. is so true. But and we'd take more time to go talk to people. Yes, <laughs> talking. Um, ignition at sfcatholic.org is the email address. So ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or, you're fun, or if you're on Twitter, you can tweet us. SF Discipleship, hashtag Ignition. SF Diocese, hashtag Ignition. <laughs> Dang it. It's good that you I have, have discipleship on the brain. Today. No, that's good. No, that's good that you, uh, I'm glad you're um, thinking of discipleship. I'm wrapped in discipleship yes. right now. <laughs> so we should introduce ourselves, Emily, in case we have any first time listeners um, to yeah, the show. Yeah, welcome to Ignition. If this is your first time, we're glad that you're joining us. I'm not usually here, but I get to join you today. <laughs> My name is Emily Hoffman, and I, I work for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls, actually with um, your main host, which is uh, Dr. Chris Bergwald, this guy sitting across from me. <laughs> Just this I guy. Know. I was going to like make some really awesome introduction for you, but then I ran out of ideas. Um, what? what? But I, it should be easy I know, for you there's to come so up much with... to say about you, <laughs> okay, about your enthusiasm, stop, stop. and about talk your about brilliance. You. I'll talk about me. You talk about you. <laughs> oh, funny. But I do, I do work with Dr. Chris Bergwald in the Office of Discipleship and Evangelization. Um, a big part of my role here at the diocese is... Um, planning and coordinating uh, a lot of the events that you see, particularly for youth, but adult as well. Um, things like the youth conference uh, that we actually just had a few weeks ago in Brookings, um, decamps in the summer, pilgrimages um, that might come up throughout the year as well. So I've, I've been here over two years already, um, but I'm from Sioux Falls originally and um, I'm back in the diocese. I'm a daughter of the diocese. A daughter of the diocese. Isn't that um, a great description? That is. That's a beautiful description. Um one of the adult pilgrimages you're leading, or events you're coordinating, is a pilgrimage you're leading next summer, World Youth Day. So if anybody is listening, um, I know it's next summer seems a long way off, but if you've heard about it, thinking about it, um, Emily will be leading a pilgrimage to... Krakow, Poland. Poland. So Krakow, as the... Polish. Polish say. Yes. So that it's been a great trip. Um, obviously, the... Not the hometown, but the the arch, well, the diocese, the diocesan see mm -hmm. where Saint John Paul II mm -hmm. was was a bishop before mm -hmm. he was before he got another job. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So we'll definitely be seeing a lot of um, his influence while we're there too. I think it's really a pilgrimage that's going to be guided by his um, spirituality, his spirit. It's going to be really good. And so we've got uh, twenty some um, adults who will be going on the trip. 
Yeah, qu- more. Quip. Yeah, we actually filled up all of our spots, which is great news. Um, and so I, I pleaded and begged, and we opened up a few more spots. So we um, are looking at other um, housing options while we're there, other um, flight options, just so that we can bring more people. Because we've, um, yeah, we've just heard a lot of people are really interested in participating. Um, going to spend a week with Pope Francis uh, is going to be a huge gift. Great. So we're pretty excited about yep. it. But that's a long ways away. But it's well, not. not, not it's less than a year. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, it'll be here before we know it. It's amazing. Uh, so, so that's something. If you're interested in that, definitely um, contact us again. Ignitionsfcatholic.org. We use one way to we reach us. I can't say my R's today. On R's ignition. are hard sometimes. Um, to reach us, and I can I can certainly pass that information. Um, on to Emily, or you can tweet us at SF Diocese, use the hashtag ignition, but we're not talking about World Youth Day today. What are we talking about, Chris? I don't know. What are we talking about? I'm going to hand the reins over to Emily. Emily had some great questions for today's topic, um, so I thought maybe I would just let her run the show. She always just wants to take the power, take control in our office anyway. So I love that make... you say you're going to let me run the show. That sounds so exciting. <laughs> we do actually know what we're talking about today. Um, Chris and I met earlier, and and one of our the fun things that you guys don't get to see um, is that we hash out um, topics that we find interesting, things that are coming up, things that we're looking ahead to. So um, in our meeting earlier, I said, you know, Chris, I feel like I don't know a whole lot about the season of Advent. You know, there's this understanding, yes, that it's leading up to um, it's leading up to Christmas. It's four weeks. We have this the imagery of the wreath and maybe the candles and um, preparation for the coming of the Lord. But I just think there's so much more, as in all things with the church. It, there's just depth and there's so much richness. I think that we can unpack from um, from the liturgical seasons that the church offers us. So. One of the first questions, Chris, that I asked you, and I thought I loved your response, so I kind of want to go back to it. What does the word Advent even mean? Right. So um, it comes from, Advent comes from, as, as in many of the terms that we use as Catholics, comes from uh, the Latin word Adventus, which refers to, to coming. So the coming of something or someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously in this case, we're celebrating the coming of Jesus Christ. Okay, Yes. But is there more than that in, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a, uh, that's a poorly worded question on my part, but is it just the, the coming of the infant Jesus in the manger, the, you know, the coming or, or is it the coming of the incarnation? Um, specifically, what are we, yes. we looking at? So traditional, or I, I shouldn't say traditionally, today, obviously we tend to think of preparing to celebrate you know, Jesus's birthday. Right, his his birth um, as as a human being incarnate incarnated in, in in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. We celebrate at the feast of the um, Annunciation on March twenty fifth, and therefore nine months later, December twenty fifth, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. <laughs> Makes sense. I know, right? What's that right? Why, why do we do March uh, Annunciation on March twenty? Why March? And then I think either I read or somebody pointed out to yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, nine months before. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> Count <thanks>. backwards. <laughs> Makes sense. So um, I, we, certainly we, we, that's what we think of. We celebrate the, the birth of the God-man, um, Jesus' birthday, which, which is true, and we do. But that's just one of the comings 
the adventuses to make really <laughs> the, the adventi, the the adventi. <laughs> some some Latin yeah, scholar. Like Please tweet us, correct my Latin. Um, SFDC's hashtag ignition. Uh, the three com- there are three comings of Jesus that we celebrate with Christmas. First, yes, his coming as one of us, his birth um, as a man, as a human being. But we also celebrate his coming at the end of time. We look forward to the second coming. Uh, you know, so happy new year, by the way, today, the, as, as uh, no, not today, when this airs, this Sunday, the 20-something 9th of November, I think, <laughs> whatever it is, Sunday, <laughs> um, is the, is, it's, it's the new liturgical year. Um, so, so Advent begins and, and, and with the new year, we are looking for not only to Jesus celebrating his, his birth, but also looking forward to his coming as, as, uh, at the end of time. And so just this last Sunday, Emily, we celebrated. I'm trying to think of the full name of it oh, now. Yeah. Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Our Lord Jesus Our Christ, Lord King, Jesus of, the Christ, King yes. of the universe. No longer. Christ the King. Christ, the, Christ king. the King. Right. Um, where the you know oftentimes not not this year uh, with John but 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 the, for actually the first reading from this last last Sunday um, was from from Daniel, right okay, with yep. the coming of the son of the, the son of man and the clouds of heaven. Right. Um, very and, and oftentimes <laughs> I was listening. Like, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, that was days ago. Come on. Um, I'm so glad you didn't ask me. No. That. <laughs> I, I want to put you on the spot. Was. I want to put you on the spot. Um, oh. But that, so, so the, the apocalyptic mm-hmm. overtones yep. often mm-hmm. of Christ the King, mm-hmm. you know, separating the sheep from the goats. The end of right. That actually is a theme of Advent. In fact, in fact, the, fir- the the readings for the first half of Advent look to Jesus' second coming. Right. Clearly, yeah. you have not paid attention to the readings at Mass. In Obviously. Years past. Yeah. Obviously. No. <laughs> yeah. If you do, you know, Emily. I don't know that I would have picked up on right. that, though. That's just, you right. know, it's something that you go through the cycles every year. Yep. But if you're not paying attention or if it's not pointed out to you, yep. I think it's really easy to miss something totally. like yep. that. So the, for the first half of Advent, it really is looking forward to the second coming of Christ. Right. So as Christians, we we don't we don't um, shirk from. We're not afraid of the end of time whenever it happens. We long for it. We call mm-hmm. for come, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's not just come into my life. No, that's come for the end. Yeah, the kingdom come. Uh, whenever that time may be. Right. But also, so that's that's two. Okay. Past, future, present. The Advent, we also celebrate the ways that Christ comes into our midst now, the way that Jesus is present to us in our day-to-day lives, not just 2,000 years ago Mm. in Bethlehem, Mm -hmm. not just at the end of time, but all the myriad ways that Jesus is present to us in our lives today. Sure. So, so Christmas is the, really this this beautiful feast of not only looking to the past, but all uh, and Jesus is coming then, but also looking at the way He comes to us now and longing for is coming again at the end of time. I love the distinctions in those because I think for me personally, I uh, when I think of Advent, the only coming that I think of is uh, the incarnation. Right. You know, that's really a big focus for me when I'm preparing for, um, or when I'm journeying through Advent, you have this image of, okay, Jesus is going to be born in a manger. He's coming as a man. But I have never really thought about it in terms of the second coming um, at all, to be totally honest. Or for that, I I mean, in some ways, I think Advent brings us to a spirit of, okay, where is Jesus working at in my Mm -hmm. life in the present? Mm -hmm. 
but I haven't necessarily been intentional about that. Do you do anything particular? You know, mm. I um, I can see maybe you and your family doing something particularly welcoming. You set up a manger or something like yep. that, focusing yep. on um, the the past. Yep. Um, is there anything else that you do for that's a, you know, that's the a, other two comings? No, but we should. I should. We should. Uh, you know, I, that's a really great question. You know, because so many of the and, and maybe maybe um, in a little bit we could talk about the some of the spiritual practices for Advent, but so much of what even even me having said and me being uh, frankly fascinated by those three different comings that we celebrate um, during the Advent season and, and Christmas, um, I still in my for lack of a better word right now devotions my spiritual practices during mm-hmm. Advent they do. Well, I probably honestly I probably focus most of all on the present coming of Christ. Like mm-hmm. when I just think about the sorts of things that I do for individually, not necessarily for us as a family. I t- I'll talk about that uh, in a bit. Um but what I do individually tends to be some spiritual reading that's focused on deepening my discipleship, my relationship with God now. Mm-hmm. Looking to the future, uh that's a, you know I'm I'm glad I'm glad we're talking about this now, recording this a few days before Advent, because I might see what I might do that way. Right. Well, something that does come to mind, um, you know, I think the uh, practice of going to the Sacrament of Reconciliation during Advent, um, a lot of parishes will offer uh, more time, right. um, more more times for confession during the season of Advent, something like that. And I think in some way that does point us to the second coming. Sure. You know, that that preparation, um, that reconciliation, not just looking past, but looking ahead and saying, um, you know, Jesus, continue to come into my life and continue to forgive my sins and and your kingdom come. So I think that is a a great practice of a way that we can really um, keep that focus of our preparation throughout Advent, not only on that manger scene, but Mm -hmm. also upon the second coming. Right, right. Yeah, and in the, in that way, the present as well. Right. I think I think, I think that's a great because yes, I, I go to confession during Advent as many people do, but I think it's good to have the intentionality of how doing so is really preparation for, as you just said, the present, but also the 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 future second coming of Christ as King. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so you were going to say let's talk a little bit about um, spiritual practices during Advent. Uh, did you was there something that you and your family typically we. <laughs> My wife and I just uh, we were talking about this just the other night. Actually, um, we have for years. There's there's a devotion, um, a, a prayer that w- we do a few things. We do um, a, a, an Advent wreath uh, that we we bring out, so to speak, during dinner time, mm-hmm. and light the candle and have some prayers that go along with that. Um, in years past, actually, also. Got some incense and burnt incense along with that. That's but, amazing. But it, uh, no, there's no, but it, it just, I, I forget to do it. And it really just, you know, when you have incense pervading your kitchen, when yeah. you're eating, it just doesn't yeah. quite. Something doesn't flow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I haven't done that for a little while. I have a, well, by the way, one thing I, when, when my young, my oldest was very young, um, I taught her, I'm t- like uh, when Elena was just a couple years old. I thought it'd be really cool to teach her the um, the grace before a meal prayer, bless us, O Lord, in these thy gifts, mm-hmm. in Latin. 
how'd that go? So I learned it myself. I think she, did she try? I think she tried. I gave that up years and years and years ago. Just one of those silly, like uber Catholic things that I'll do every now and then. Yeah. But yeah, but Benedictus knows that it goes on from there. But um, all sorts of things that I've tried over the years and, yeah, some of them some stick, of them, stick, and, some yeah. of them don't. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so uh, wreath with the candles. Um, um, manger scene. Oftentimes, we do set, set that up as well. Um, uh, we we last year, in addition to what I'll talk about in a moment, but we did uh, a variation on the Jesse tree. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, telling that story of Jesus's lineage and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we also there's this, there's this devotion um, that beginning on the feast of Saint Andrew, which is November thirtieth. Um, so in this this year it's it's just after Advent starts. Um, I think the day after Ad, the, yeah. Yeah, Advent starts on the 29th, the thirtieth is the feast of Saint Andrew the Apostle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it's called I, I I don't know I've heard it referred to as the Christmas novena. It's not a novena. It's more than nine days, but it's this prayer. Um, hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his blessed mother. Amen. And I just said that to you, like, by by memory. I was not reading that, listeners, because the devotion is you say that 15 times a day from the Feast of St. Andrew, November 30th, up until Christmas. And so that's the thing that Jermaine really has found, she really um, values that as as our as our Advent devotional, one of our Advent mm. devotional practices. So that becomes our, we have this whole thing that we do um, for our family prayer at nighttime, but during Advent that become that takes center stage. I had never, I've never heard that prayer, but I love that because I think it offers such clear imagery. Yeah. You know, at midnight in the piercing cold yep. in Bethlehem yep. of the purest virgin. There's there's so many um, images that the first time that I had heard that, as you just said it, I was flooded with, right. you know, it, it brought me to my own prayer in a, right. in a very simple way, of right. course, as we're recording this. But, you know, what a beautiful it is, and 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 from and where I've where I saw that was it's on a holy card that has in the front mm-hmm. just a very simple but beautiful. Um, image of the nativity. Mm, so, yep. and it's interesting because I just remember, again, I haven't looked at this in almost a year, but, but I, I, over, because we've been doing this for the years, for so many years, um, Jesus is very clear and Mary and Joseph are nearly as clear, but not quite as clear. Um, and then it gets particularly less like just the clarity of how this image was painted. Christ first and foremost, the Mary and Joseph, and then the animals and the manger, not, it gets, yeah. fuzzier so to speak yeah. but the angels are also there and i can't remember if it's it's a moonlit scene in the painting or not mm-hmm. but but just the the what that communicates as mm-hmm. well like the center is on christ mm-hmm. um and obviously with mary and joseph there mm-hmm. in a particular way and going from there mm-hmm. that's beautiful speaking of the nativity um the the movie the nativity right it's called the nativity Yes. Never saw it. You've never seen it? Never saw it. How I think was it? they I think they do a really beautiful job with some of it. There's a couple of things. I had a great conversation with Monsignor Mangan um, on his uh, show Morningstar regarding um, some theological differences maybe of how we perceive, uh, for example, uh, the virgins um, giving birth to yeah, Christ. Right. Um, she in great agony displayed in the movie. Um, and there's uh, a theological thought that she was she didn't experience labor pains, for example. But I do think it's a really beautiful movie. So I'd be curious if any of our listeners um, watch the nativity leading up to Christmas. I think it's a great idea to actually watch it before 
Christmas comes because most of the movie is the、mm. nine months of Our Lady carrying the child Jesus. You know, you know during Advent, we,、um, every Sunday becomes movie night. I think that'd be a great addition because right now it tends to be Ru- all, all my Christmas favorites、yeah. Rudolph、yeah. and Charlie and Brown. And the Grinch. That might be a more appropriate one. The Christmas story、yeah. is a classic, but、yeah. still. Yeah.、Um, <laughs> Maybe bring in a good one. <laughs> but I would be curious. And, and actually, it's a great point just to remind our listeners、um, you can tweet us, SFDIC, hashtag ignition, or email us ignition at sfcatholic.org. Have you seen the nativity?、Um, what do you think of it? Is that part of your Advent? Devotions. Yeah, give us your thoughts. It might be something that we would do another、uh, another show on, yeah, diving yeah. into that movie a little、yeah. bit more. Okay, I had another question for you, Chris.、Um, the Advent wreath. Right. I'm so embarrassed to say I see it every single year.、Yep. I, I think it's a beautiful symbol. I watch the candles be lit. Where does the wreath actually come from? I'm sure I learned it at one time and I don't remember anymore. You probably didn't learn it because nobody. Nobody knows? Not for sure. There's,、um, I, you know, I, I, I looked into this because Emily, God bless her, warned me that she might ask this question. So I had time <laughs> to do some research before we went on the air so I could sound really smart.、Uh, but, but there are different opinions.、Um, one theory is that it's actually way pre Christian. It's a pagan theme? Yeah, because the Christmas tree is. Yep, that they Christianized. Christ- yeah, they baptized it.、Okay. Yeah, they Christianized the Christmas tree. And so maybe the wreath, similarly, it might be. So I think along the, 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 this, this line of thought is the wreath is just a simplified version of the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, 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 the whole symbolism、okay. of evergreen and so on. The other, but I also came across other reference, reference that it may have been something that was actually post Reformation, like 16th century, since 16th century Germany, that Lutherans, um, Uh, Lutheran Christians may have developed the wreath, and that supposedly it didn't really come to North America until the 1930s. But I, I, I wasn't able to verify that, so I don't know that's exactly. That's much more recent yeah, than I、really、recent. would have、yeah. anticipated or would、yeah. have guessed. Yeah.、Uh, same with the candles. Well, so the candles have an older history from what I know. So, you know, we have the, the, with the wreaths, there are the, the four candles.、Um, and. Traditionally, there's some variation in this today, but traditionally, three of them,、uh, the four candles for the four Sundays of Advent. So, three of the candles for the first, second, and fourth Sundays of Advent are purple, as is the, the, the liturgical color. But the third sun, the candle for the third Sunday of Advent is.、Um, Well, it's rose. It's not really pink. It's rose. Yeah, that's what all the priests say、yeah. when they have to wear their pink vestments. <laughs> it's rose. Rose is that? Is that, um, is that, I always get Laudate and Gaudate. It's, it's、uh, confused. Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete for, Sunday. Gaudete from Rejoice because the, the first words of the liturgy for the, of the, of, of the Mass. Um, the first words technically being the、um, entrance antiphon is Rejoice. So it's Lent.、Uh, Do you know ad- what the rest of it is? No. Off the- <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. That's all good. It's, 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 Let's play、uh, Stump, Dr. Yeah, Bernard. That was、someday. easy. Like, that's like five, I think, in this episode. <laughs>、um, Advent has a bit of a penitential dimension to it, which I kind of forget. Yeah. How terrible yeah, is that? You know,、us. I think we think of Lent as a very, very penitential season. Right. And, and I think of、uh, Advent almost as a more、uh, Easter like、right. season. Right. Yeah. But it's actually, we're, again, we're pre- it's, a, it's, a prep- it's a preparatory 
season mm-hmm. preparing yes. for and therefore it has like lent but not as much as lent a bit of a penitential yeah. dimension to it yeah. so that's why we have the purple uh color but then we take oh, a break penitence. so to speak from um that penitential dimension um on the third sunday of advent gaudete sunday rejoice where we re- mm. rejoice i think it's rejoice jerusalem i think it's quoting from or alluding to one of the psalms okay but I might sure be wrong. well no that would make sense so um yeah so th- those are the colors but what is, oh yeah so therefore the, the wreath those are also the colors of that's why those candles have those colors right okay so um going back to something that you mentioned earlier um the jesse tree yeah i have never personally done that practice but mm. i've heard um you and some fellow um co-workers here at the diocese talking about it can you explain um what that is what it looks like yeah it's it's usually done so it, it um uh, it involves oftentimes putting ornaments on the tree, on your tree, but usually from December 1st. You know, most Advent calendars are just Dece- because we you never know exactly. Well, we, it's easier just to make the Advent calendar December 1 through December 25, mm-hmm. even though, I, as in this case, Advent will often begin before December 1st, usually mm-hmm. does. Uh, in any case, um, for each day of December leading up to Christmas, there's a different ornament that you hang on the tree. Or and and usually what 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 part of the devotion is every day of the month of December leading up to Christmas, um, recalling some. So Jesse tree, who's Jesse? Any idea? Guess. The lineage, David. David. Yeah, the father of King David. Mm-hmm. So Jesse tree, but it goes back. The it's tracing Jesus's lineage. So it's really. Um, a way for us to remember um, the big picture of, of of who Jesus is and where he came from, mm-hmm. looking beyond just Mary and Joseph, but to all the Old Testament salvation history. And, and and it's a way for us to remember that this Jesus's coming was prepared for, the first coming was prepared for from the beginning, but over the course of centuries, even thousands of years. Um, so it's just a, a good way for us to remember as we prepare to celebrate the, the, the birth of Jesus, that dimension, that this birth was prepared for over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I love that imagery. I think it um, changes maybe even just spiritually the way that we enter into this Christmas season, enter into the Advent season. Just this, the, that it's um, this is one part of God's master right. plan. Right. You know that He had set out before time um, in love. Right. For right. us, which is 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 so humbling. You know, before we even existed, um, just His uh, His love and His desire for us, His desire to to bring us into life and to bring us to redemption. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. Yep, it is. Beautiful thing. Um, I think we're running out of time. Any other final comments that you have regarding this Advent season? So I, I just, you know, we alluded to spiritual practices, what we do with our family. I mean, I would encourage everybody, uh, if you're, well, whether or not you're listening to this before um, Advent or not, to consider, you know, whether it's some spiritual reading or maybe some penitent to practice. Some people will fast, mm-hmm. um, do some version of a fast during Advent, but to really consider entering in. And it's tough because the culture around us, we're celebrating Christmas full blast really after October, based on the grocery stores. Yeah, exactly. After, 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 after Halloween. But just enter in and, and and be attentive to all those three comings of Christ. I love that. What a beautiful gift. Thanks, Emily, for joining us. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet us, sfdiocese, hashtag ignition, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. 
You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.